Booker. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 13 of the Sports Show. With Ben and Dylan, we are here today uh, with a very, very special episode. Uh, sports are just about fully back. We have the MLB uh, and the NBA back. So here we are today uh, bringing you guys a full um, update on both of those sports. Um, yes, yeah, so we are here today to talk about the beginning of the MLB season. We've already done this once. And then uh, the NBA season has been underway for for today, what has been a week. Um, there has been a bunch of interesting things to talk about. Uh, uh, just to give you a bit of a preview, some things we'll be talking about in the MLB. The, the, uh, the episode Lee Standings update, uh, our favorite team, the Mets. And then there were some coronavirus um uh, positive tests uh, with with a team this week. Uh, just to explain why we had not posted this week, and this will be our only post until next week, um, it's the fact that, well, uh, tragedy struck on Monday and, uh, or Tuesday, and ben pa- Ben's power got knocked out, uh, just about ruining everything. Uh, for the NBA, though, we will be talking about the Sixers, uh, the Western Conference, um, uh, out of the playoffs race to the ninth seed, which has been very interesting so far, and then uh, some other things that we will get to uh, in a little. But first, we will start with um, our other sports news after a word from our sponsor. Yeah, life is unpredictable. We know that. Like, who would have predicted Devin Booker's um, uh, game-winning shot against the Clippers the other day uh, to lead the Suns over the Clippers? I got to tell you, I did not expect that. Point is... Life is unpredictable. Uh, it's tons of unexpected things happen throughout life, such as my power went out during a huge tropical storm this week. Um, anyway, uh, we'll get to the point here. Uh, get a State Farm agent today who can navigate or who can help you navigate through life's unexpected. State Farm here to help life go right. All right. So as first. Um, off as always, we will get into other sports news here as we have a somewhat insignificant um, other sports news segment here for you guys. But nonetheless, we will get into it here. The Texans and star quarterback Deshaun Watson are, quote, working hard um, on a long-term contract extension. So maybe we will see um, a, a contract extension with him uh sometime later in the week, towards the weekend, or, or maybe even next week, or, or maybe we won't see one at all, and they aren't actually working hard, but sources, uh, that's what they're saying, so we'll see what ends up happening there. I would expect him to get a long-term extension done uh, somewhere in the near future, probably before the year. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Deshaun... I- I think it's somewhat intriguing that Deshaun is still set with the Texans um, after what they he they basically did to his uh, to his offensive core, aka trading DeAndre Hopkins for a a washed I would say or maybe he's always been washed David Johnson. Not necessarily the best trade, but maybe it will work in retrospect. Um, but yeah, uh, now for the next uh, coach, Eagles head coach Doug Peterson has announced that he has tested positive for COVID-19. Now, this is interesting as uh, he's one of, not one of, but one of a, um, one of a few coaches that has tested positive, one being uh, Sean Payton and then a bunch of other staff members have tested positive on other teams. Uh, but yeah, I don't think this is too big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it I mean, is. Hopefully, it's not a big deal. I, I don't, I'm not saying like him actually suffering, but I'm saying hopefully he doesn't suffer even though I hate the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, he has said that he is asymptomatic up to this point, but that could all change. Um, You know, I I, I would certainly expect that we're going to just continue to see the COVID-19 positive test results roll in throughout the NFL and and basically all sports at this point. Um, As that leads us right into our next piece of news, as MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred has warned the Players Union to be prepared for another shutdown or or another potential shutdown. Uh, This comes after 13 St. Louis Cardinals players tested positive for the virus after a report that they supposedly went to a casino. Yeah, I can't tell, um, so I'm not exactly looking at the TV ratings, but uh, the MLB is doing is doing better than they had been doing, I guess, in this uh, shortened season. But uh, if they get canceled and shut down again, especially if it's assuming it's for the season, I don't know. 
there's no chance the MLB is recovering from just another blow, especially when ratings seem to be doing well. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, as we talked about plenty um, with the when they were having the labor disputes and, and arguments about returning to play, we talked about those plenty, um, you know, in the first couple of episodes, but now um, that they are... They are back. Um, I think it's just has, um, it just has it has the potential to be an even bigger blow um, if you know it comes after you know a bunch of players or and players and teams you know are not uh, abiding by the the social distance rules and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, anyway, we can move on here to um, another piece of. Um, MLB news, um, where uh, two-way star Shohei Otani has been diagnosed with a forearm strain. Um, he will be shut down uh, with pitching for the year, and he will potentially continue to hit once he um, continues or once he uh, recovers from the forearm strain. I'm not gonna lie, Shohei Otani is a disaster. Yeah, I mean, he was he was injured all of last year with Tommy John surgery, or or most of all of last year. Uh, coming into the year, he was the 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 supposedly the new star coming over from Japan. Um, with and he was going to be the the next two way star, pitching and hitting and everything. We haven't even we have not even seen a full half of the He's season. He's a stud, but I don't know. He, he kind of looked like a stud at least, but with the health issues, is it ever going to work out? I would not bet on it. Yeah, uh, we will see. Hopefully, he can reach his full potential, and we can see. Um, you know, we can see what he can do. We haven't really seen um, a, a full, you know, two-way star uh, like that, um, or or what he has the potential to be uh, in quite a while. I mean, when he was coming into the league, people were comparing him to Babe Ruth. I think that that is. Way, way, way too aggressive. But anyway, we can move on here to um, our next piece of other sports news. Um, And the XFL has been saved from bankruptcy as Dwayne The Rock Johnson has bought the XFL um, along with uh, a group of investors for $15 million. Love The Rock. No, I don't don't love The Rock, but I think this is an interesting move by him. Uh, Basically saving it from bankruptcy. I mean, I I think being a kind of a part part owner... um, or his his group of investors being a part owner is interesting. Um, obviously, the XFL, uh, like many other football leagues, almost shut down within a within a year. Not even a full season of play as it got suspended uh, because of COVID. COVID. Um, but I guess this is in, important that uh, the Rock base basically brought it back to life. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, and and I think you know it has the potential. You know, obviously in the post coronavirus era to um, you know maybe make some more headlines with with someone as famous as The Rock at you know at at a part owner or or at the very least you know having some impact on on potentially running the league or or, or something along those lines. Um, but anyway, we can move on here to the NBA. Uh, obviously, the season started this past Thursday um, or exactly a week ago. Full update that on just a in just a bit. Um, but uh, anyway, coaches Mike Budenholzer and um, Billy Donovan have been voted the co-coaches of the year for this season. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I happen to be right this time. Uh, Billy Donovan, I said, would win the Coach of the Year. You guys, you and Brandon Altman, uh, the guest that is getting us actually a lot of views, uh, said Nick Nurse would win it. I told you Nick Nurse would not win it. I am amazing at predictions. Uh, Yeah, Billy Donovan deserved it as his team exceeded expectations with flying colors and because the Bucks were just so good I guess it kind of makes sense for Budenholzer to win it for is it now the second straight year and the third did he win it last year I think he won it last yeah. year and he won it in 2015 when the Hawks went on that sick run yeah that's now three times which is pretty impressive yeah and and three times in five years, but um, anyway, we can move on here to our final piece of news as Magic forward uh, Jonathan Isaac has torn his ACL in his left knee. He has obviously left the bubble, um, and we wish him a speedy recovery. But I saw a terrible joke. I'm not gonna lie. Um, people think um, 
oh, that was like the God or something um, punishing Jonathan Isaac uh, for for not standing up for the uh, or for not kneeling down for the pledge of uh, the the national anthem. I don't know where I got the pledge of allegiance from, but uh, no, he's standing up for what he uh, believed. No pun intended. Um, Jonathan Isaac is a great player, and and once he can finally get healthy for more than like a few games, he will be one of the better defenders in the league, and maybe even a future all-star if he can stay in the core. Yeah, all right, so um, that wraps up this um, kind of long uh, other sports news. Is it has been a week since we last put out an episode, so we had a bunch to get to. But anyway, uh, we can move on here to our MLB update. Uh, yeah, MLB update. Uh, we have a few things to get to. This will start with uh, the Cardinals, like we already kind of got into, or, or I guess got into, um, the the Cardinals. They had 13 players test positive for the coronavirus. This is uh, just giving uh, Robert, Rob Manfred and, and I guess the rest of the MLB, uh, uh, everyone in charge of the MLB, just more reason to shut this disaster down. Yeah, I mean, I think the more significant part is is the report that they went to a casino. We heard that, you know, uh, obviously in the last episode we reported that the Marlins um, had, I believe the final number was 18 positive coronavirus tests um, after they supposedly went to um, a club. Um, So, you know, that's what happens when, um, you know, these guys don't set or don't don't abide by the, the social distance. Um, laws set in place. Um, you know the the COVID nineteen cases are are just about bound to happen at this point. So um, hopefully um, they can all recover fast enough, and we can and the season can continue with hopefully no more interruptions. Um, but yeah, so uh, we can move on here to uh, talking about our favorite team, the Mets. Okay, I hate I don't hate the Mets. Mets. I hate watching the Mets. They're almost unwatchable. Yeah, I mean, up until this point, they, they're 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 just about a disaster. At this point, they're currently five and eight. The bullpen is a mess to say the least. The bullpen. Everyone on the team is a mess except for Jacob Degrom. Getting to that, the bullpen is a mess. The whole Cespedes drama, which we will get more onto that and. A second, once we are done talking about the Mets as a whole, that whole situation is a disaster. The The defense has not been great at all, as it wasn't good last year either, although I will give them credit where credit is due. They had a terrific defensive night last night. I don't know if you watched, but they had a couple of terrific defensive plays throughout the game to help DeGrom, um, and they, they got the win 3-1 to one over the Nationals. Um, Overall, the hitting's been decent, but it hasn't been enough to, to secure enough win. The starting pitching has been okay. I mean, DeGrom's been great. Matt's has been all right. Um, Porcello. He had the, the worst start maybe I've ever seen, but he wasn't terrible. He No, he, he that Braves game was probably the worst pitch game of baseball I've ever seen, but it wasn't just him. Yeah, I, the, the Braves game was... A complete and utter disaster. But he pitched well last night. Waka has been okay, fine. He's had two iffy starts, but not nothing more or less than you probably would have expected coming into the year. And um, then the the new guy, David uh, David Peterson. First he had a terrific first start. Had a, hit a bit of a bump in the road in his second start. Wasn't terrible though. I yeah. think he's probably been third best or fourth this season better than Porcel. I mean, it, it's just DeGrom versus all. To be honest, if, the, if DeGrom's pitching, you can't guarantee a win. You can't guarantee a win, but you can almost guarantee at least some good defense that night. Otherwise, I'm not so sure. I, I think the Mets, it, I'm not going to lie, it, it hasn't necessarily helped the Mets that six of their first, or not six of their but uh, six of their eight losses, right, have came to the Braves, and the Braves happen to be a very good team. So, in that sense, I guess they've been somewhat promising. They're now uh, one and one against the Nats. Um, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's as bad as it could have been. Uh, 
it's just the, the rest of the roster that's kind of... Like, if everyone was playing good and they were just losing because they were playing against good teams, then I would not be too concerned. But the fact that we only have, like, 47 games left in the season and they're 5-8 and eight and, and the division looks to be kind of competitive, at least, uh, that concerns me. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think if they're going to do anything of importance this year, make the playoffs, potentially do something in the playoffs, um, then they, they've got to turn around quick. As Stella mentioned, they only have 47 games left. They've already played 13 of their games, obviously, and and they're 5-8, and eight, which, which isn't a terrible record, considering I expect teams with a losing record to get into the playoffs, especially with the expanded... Teams, yeah, yeah expect, especially with the expanded... Um, expanded postseason this year but um I, I don't know i think they really need to pull it together they've had they had some close wins which you'd like to see but then they've also been blown out in a bunch of their losses so that's a concern but nonetheless uh we can move on here to another part of the, oh, the last match. thing to say the Red Sox series, where they split, uh, lost the two at home, won the two on the road. The last two games of that series, where they lost both of them at home, those were very close games, and they could have went either way, right, especially right. if it wasn't for uh, slight collapses in the bullpen. If you win those two games, you're at a winning record, and you're looking pretty good. Also, the game where Edwin Diaz came in and choked against the Braves. like There's a bunch of these games, and if they go slightly different, then you have a winning record. Yeah. So, I mean... In that sense, it hasn't been as bad as the record might show. Sure, but I think the not not necessarily the problem with that theory is, but but the the thing with that is it's it's sixty games in sixty six days. I mean, usually in a normal one hundred sixty two game season, um, oh yeah, you know one of, one of those plays goes you know their way last night or or whatever. Then then they win that game and that's fine. It's not a big deal. You know, you take it, you keep moving. But in a sixty game season, every game I'm not matters, saying, right? Like it's helping their case um, to make the playoffs that they're losing in close games. I'm just saying, like in in the actual, not in terms of standings, it is actually important. But in terms of how we're actually looking at this team, in terms of talent or in, ta- in terms of how they're playing, they probably could be more like a a five hundred to positive record team. I, that right. was my point. Not yeah. saying that yeah. that gives them a better case to make the playoffs because if they're losing those tight situations, then they're not going to make the playoffs. But but after a lot of rambling or I guess just talking about the mess, uh, we can move on to the last thing, just an MLB like standings update. Also I wanna see um I wanna say who we think have been the not necessarily the favorites, but I guess the favorites to win the awards through um through like two weeks worth of games. Yeah. Um, just just one more quick thing on the Mets. I do want to touch on the, the Cespedes set. Oh, right. right. So, uh, so I'll go ahead. Um, so he... So, Johanna Cespedes, uh, who has played mostly DH this year for um, the Mets, obviously hit them the, the go-ahead home run on opening day that ended up being the only thing that they needed to get that one nothing victory, but basically has not done anything of significance since... Um, he one home run on, um, right. on Brandon Workman. I don't remember. It was it was one of the Red Sox games that they lost. I don't know if it was the first or the second, but it was one of them. Um, right. So, so anyway, um, he... So they left the ballpark uh, um, against Atlanta um, on... What was it? Sat- Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Um, you know, basically everything's normal. Then he doesn't show up to the ballpark Sunday. So that's the first major, red major flag. red flag. Didn't give any report to management, to the coaching staff, Luis Rojas, the the manager, or or to the general manager, uh, Bernie Van Wagenen. No report of why he was absent. He was nothing. No no indication of no. why he was absent, was not answering, or or did not, was not able, the Mets were not able to contact him, no, they, he wasn't picking up his phone, nothing like that, so basically, at this point, he is now missing, so they send, the, so they continue to try to reach him, um, and, and then during the game, they, they send somebody over to his hotel room, see if he's alright, make sure he's not in danger, he is not in his hotel room. So now the the real concern starts. Ha, is he in serious danger? Is he is he you know is he in serious danger? Is his health at risk? We don't really know at this point. Now now during the game, I believe it was around the seventh inning. 
uh, Brody Van Wagen and the general manager obviously gets a call from his agent letting him know that Cespedes has opted out of the season. There's also all this drama like um, some sources are saying that he is not at risk but like if like if he's not at risk then where is he? I, I guess I, I said that he might just be opting out of the season like he just quit on the Mets like he's done. I mean it was also happened to be after a tough loss uh, where they got uh, blown out against the Braves so maybe he just snapped and, and he was done. I thought maybe he was just out partying uh, last night and was just like doing something questionable. Uh, but but yeah, uh, I think uh, he, he uh, opting out of the season is not a huge deal as he was having pretty bad season up to that point, but it's still interesting uh, how it all happened, or at least how we found out that he was opting out of the season. But yeah, now we can move on to the MLB standing update, and then who we like to win the award so far. Yeah, so we will start in the American League, first off in the American League East. Uh, we will go 5-1 to one in all of these divisions. In last place in the uh, AL East is the Boston Red Sox, who have somewhat been the surprise of the season, or the underwhelming team I disagree. of the season. They have not been good. I mean, I didn't necessarily have incredibly high expectations for them coming into the year, but I certainly did not expect they them to be last the place. Yankees in their series, though. Right. Uh, so they are at 4-8. and eight. Uh, In fourth place is the Tampa Bay Rays at 5-7. and seven. Then the Toronto, or Buffalo at this point, Blue Jays. Um, they had a bunch of their games postponed. They were supposed to play the Phillies, but the Phillies couldn't play because they came into contact with the Marlins. Um, but anyway, so the Blue Jays are, are in third place in the division at 4-5. and five. Then the Orioles, who have been even more of a surprise maybe than the Red Sox, they are in second place in the division at five and six, and then the Yankees, who have been on an absolute tear at nine and two, in first place in the division. Yeah, just to point it out, um, the the Rays actually had winning the division have been extremely, extremely underwhelming. Uh, not liking what I'm seeing from the Rays. Not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, we can move on here to the. AL Central uh, in last place was the Royals at three and ten. I think basically everybody could have predicted that. Um, the Tigers then again pretty you know straightforward uh, at, at five and f- uh, at five and five. Then the Indians and the White Sox tied at uh, or sorry the Indians are at seven and six with the White Sox at seven and five, so tied in terms of wins, but not in terms of losses. And then in first place in the division, the Minnesota Twins yeah, at 10-2. Yeah, I would say the division has basically played to what was expected. The yeah, Twins more or less. dominating Indians and White Sox in the middle of the pack. Uh, yeah. And the Royals and the Tigers in the basement. Yeah, I agree. Um, now for the last team in the AL West, um, the Rangers, uh, uh, in last place at three and seven, the Angels at uh, four and eight in fourth place, the Mariners at five and eight in third place, the Astros or the Trash Can Bangers at in second place of the division at six and five, and the Oakland Athletics, the A's at eight and four at the top of the yeah, AL West. I had two surprises. I had the Angels making it as a surprise playoff pick, and I think the Astros could have went either way, like being a middle of the pack team, or or what I had them doing was basically dominating and then kind of under, uh, then, then kind of sinking in the playoffs. Uh, the A's have been good, the Angels have been disappointing, and the Rangers have been just about what I expected them to be, kind of bad. The yeah. Mariners have been, I guess, better than I expected them to be but still not great. Uh, yeah, that's about it for this division, and we can move on to the NL. Now, uh, yeah, the NL. Yeah, so we will start in the East. Um, at the bottom of the division is the Philadelphia Phillies at 2-4. and four. They had a bunch of their games against the Marlins postponed, um, and they had some staff members test positive for the virus. Um, after they played the Marlins, uh, then the Mets, uh, we talked about them a bunch. They are in fourth place in the division at five and eight. Then we have the Nationals at four and five. Uh, then the Braves at eight and five. And then the surprise of the year, the Marlins at first place in the division at five and one. I mean, not really. They've only played six games this year as opposed to the Braves playing 13, the Nationals if playing nine. 
then. I think that's when you can lock it. Okay, they've been the surprise of the year. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, We can move on here to the NL Central. We have the Pirates at last place at... In no a, one's surprised. Literally no one's surprised. Yeah, the at, in the abysmal. the most abysmal team in the league. Yeah, they're terrible, 2-10. and ten. Uh, Next, we have the Cardinals at 2-3. Uh, and three. Obviously, they have a bunch of positive coronavirus tests, and they have not played a ton of baseball this year. Plus, uh, they were getting postponed. Right, because of all the positive coronavirus tests, as we talked about earlier. I'm before that, because it right, right. rained out. Yeah, yeah. Um. Now, then next, we have the... Uh, Cincinnati Reds at um at at the Reds at five and seven. Then the Brewers at four and five. Again, they've had a bunch of their games postponed um, against the Cardinals. And then the Cubs at ten and two, absolutely dominating. Thoughts on the Cubs? Did not see that coming. Uh, I don't think the Cubs. I didn't think the Cubs were going to be bad. I didn't think anyone in this division was going to be that good. Right, the Reds making the playoffs. Uh, and then I probably could have grooved. Uh, someone and the Cardinals actually also, and then I could have grooved one of or both of the Brewers and the Cubs in in an eight-game playoffs. But when we did those predictions, uh, it wasn't the rule yet. So, uh, so yeah, I think this team could uh, continue to dominate and maybe win the division. If not, maybe they'll fall off. And and one of the teams, not the Pirates, but one of the Brewers or the Reds or the Cardinals, uh, if if playing could make a run at the Cubs and win the division. If not, maybe the Cubs will just dominate for the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, and finally, our last standings update in the NL West, where we have the Diamondbacks in last place in the division at 4-8. and eight. Then we have the Giants um, in fourth place in the division at 6-7. and seven. Then the Padres at 7-6. and six. Then the Dodgers at 9-4. and four. And then the Rockies at uh at the top place in the division at eight and three. Uh, I mean the 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 standings are a little mixed up between the the Rockies and the Dodgers. They have played a different number of games. The uh, Dodgers obviously have one more win, but then the uh, Rockies have one less loss. So the Rockies get first place in the division based on win percentage. But I I've personally liked what I've seen out of the Rockies this year. I have liked the Rockies. I expected them to not be great just because they can't defend. But their defense has not been as bad as I expected it to be. The Dodgers have played about, uh, they played the part. Um, I think the Dodgers obviously expected them to be the clear winner of this division. Uh, the Rockies, and I guess the Padres, who have actually been pretty good to start up, has, um, have shaken those clear predictions up. I think it, it's still probably the Dodgers division to win. Yeah. All right. So we can move on here to our um or our MLB awards to date. Um, we will go probably MVP and just Cy Young at this point. Um, yeah, for each league. Um, so we will start in the AL. The AL Cy Young. It's not even. It's not even close. Uh, it, it's got to be Shane Bieber. Not even close. He's carrying my fantasy team. Uh, he's been the best pitcher in the league without a doubt. He's. Probably been the best player in the, the player in the league. I mean, pitchers most likely will not win the MVP, but yeah. especially with the potential crazy batting numbers, we will see by the end of the season. But I think Shane Bieber has been borderline majestic. He's been he's been amazing. He's been, to be honest, brought my fantasy team back. <laughs> I mean, it was a big deficit until uh, Shane Bieber came in. But yeah, Shane Bieber has been amazing, and I think we will expect to. See or we should continue to see that for the rest of the season. Uh, not, not a, not a, like a knock against him, but uh, Charlie Morton, who I winning it, has not been great. And uh, Garrett Cole has been good, but not as good as Shane Bieber. Now uh, we can do the NL Cy Young. Uh, yeah, so for the NL Cy Young, Dylan, you can lead us off. I said Walker Bueller. And I don't think he's been bad enough for me to change that, nor do I think anyone has been good enough. But I think just based on the fact that especially this team's going to contend, at least to make the playoffs in any shape, um, or why he's going to have to have a bonker season. And, and, and as you guys would probably know by now, that is Jacob DeGrom. I think he ends up winning it. Yeah, um, I, I have DeGrom at this one, too. We can move on here to our MVPs. Um, we can start again in the AL Again, I don't think this one is too particularly close. I have Aaron Judge. 
without a doubt. I mean, Aaron Judge has had a very good start to the season. Uh, it would be his first MVP. I mean, his best season probably, and probably after the season, just because the amount of games he played in that season would be his 2017 Rookie of the Year season. But I think Aaron Judge has been very good uh, this season, and uh, the Yankees have been... Um, pretty amazing, probably the best team in the league to start the season off, so I think uh, he will win this one. Now time for the NL uh, MVP, where it gets a bit interesting. Yeah, you can lead us off here. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm struggling with this one. I think there's a chance that, especially if the Dodgers break out, Mookie Betts will win it. I think yeah. that's realistic. Could Bellinger also? Uh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I feel like it has been a very interesting start. I think, to be honest, just because I don't think anyone else has necessarily distanced themselves as a clear winner, I think I'm just going to stick with my uh, previous prediction of Ronald Cunha. Yeah, I, I I think that, you know, there hasn't been one clear standout. Um, Christian Yelich has struggled a bit. Acuna has str- struggled to open the year, but has started to pick back up. Struggled earlier in the year that was a contributor to my loss to Dylan's fantasy baseball team. Um, but, yeah, I think I would probably go... Um, I think at this point I would probably go Mookie. Um, you know who I like, though, who has been, once again, good for my fantasy team? Javi Baez. Pretty good start to the year. Yeah, I, I mean... Don't think he'll win it, but pretty good start. Especially in a great... I think he might be one of my candidates right now just because how good the Cubs are doing. I right, think he right. very well win it. Yeah. Just was going to point that out. All right, so uh, we can move on here to our basically second half of the show. It's time for an NBA update. Uh, the bubble is full underway, and I think it's it's working. I mean, you think about what you wanted to achieve to this point. If you're the NBA, number one, you want to make sure the players are safe. That has definitely been happening. We have seen a consistent number of zero uh, positive test results. I mean, other than, the, uh, other than a couple of... Um, other than a couple of players leaving the bubble, cough, cough, Lou Williams, uh, it has been pretty safe. The but bubble not has because of um, not because of the coronavirus. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, at least no one has gotten sick. I mean, some players have gotten hurt or done personal things. If you know what I mean. Uh, but anyway, we can move on into it. We'll start with um, our favorite team. It's going to be a rant. Just, just a warning, guys. Rant. Uh, trigger, trigger warning. Uh, the Sixers. Yeah, um, the Sixers. Huh? They're two and one, and I'm still angry. I don't know if I've ever been so angry with this team. They were ten and seventy two in twenty sixteen, but I did not expect anything out of them. They lost on a lucky ass shot, and I did not was not as angry. They are terrible. I am mad. I don't know what else to say. I am mad. They suck. They almost lost to the Wizards yesterday. They almost blew a pretty big lead against the Spurs the other day. And it took Shake Milton not only making a, 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 it was a terrible attempt at a shot on a broken possession, but it went in. That's what's saving us from being the absolute laughing stock. Wizards and Pacers game. It was lucky. We should have won that game because TJ Warren just could not miss a shot. But the fact that we were only in this game was a tribute to uh, no one being able to stop Joe. He's the only competent player on this team. Tobias can give you buckets but not do anything else. Uh, ben Simmons can't stay on the court, nor uh, is he playing that well when he is on the court. The bench is an absolute disaster. I'm angry. Okay. As as um, as Stephen A. would say... Uh, I'm having a really bad day, and those really bad days are every damn time I watch the Sixers because they are infuriating to watch. Yeah, okay, I'm going to take a bit more of a um, settled-down approach to this. I'm, I'm going to take you guys game by game. First game against the Pacers. Um, I Actually, even though they lost that game, that's the game I'm most happy about. Because you lost to two teams that are not making the playoffs. At least the Spurs probably not making the playoffs. Yeah, okay. And you almost lost both of them. <laughs> Darn. Uh, the bit the- after disgust right now. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry. I can't talk about them without getting mad. They were pissing me off in this season, but I thought, okay, once the games get important, whether these games are important or not, or whether we're like fighting for seeding or something, 
we would pick it up. But no, we've only gotten worse. And I don't know if it's because of Rust or because they just suck. But hopefully, uh, by the end, at least, of these games, or maybe going into the playoffs, they will figure out how to play basketball again. And no, that does not mean shoot terrible threes and not play defense. If they were wondering, if Brett Brown was wondering, that does not mean coach your team into broken offense and teach them how to not play defense. Like, honestly, what is going on? I am disgusted. Okay, once again, I will attempt to start my game-by-game breakdown. The, The Pacers game, okay. I'm not incredibly mad about that game. I mean, T.J. Warren played the best game of his life. I don't know what else to and say. he played the three best games of his life, back to back to back. True. Um, but, I mean, he, he popped off for 53. I don't know if that's a tribute to the fact that he was just absolutely feeling himself or it was a tribute to the fact that the Sixers could not slow him down whatsoever. I think it would probably be a combination of both. No. I mean, at, at some point, you have... And this it's is not just me, like, raging. Sorry for interrupting you, but I'm just angry. I actually did not think this was the Sixers or Brett Brown's coaching. That was a problem. I think it was the fact that by the end especially, maybe not in the beginning, but by the end when he just could not miss and they were defending him, they were doubling him, and they were jumping pretty high for um for his shots, especially Ben. I, I think Ben's defense was not great, but I don't think it was necessarily uh, his fault for T.J. Warren not being able to miss a shot. Now you can resume, and hopefully I will not interrupt you again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, I mean, he, he played the best game of his life. Uh, I think, you know, at some point in this in that game, there's got to be a defender or, or at least somebody on the team you can turn to and, and look him in the eyes and say, listen, get me a stop. And, and nobody could do that. It, it wasn't Simmons. It wasn't Thibault. It wasn't... Anybody on this team, nobody could could sit there and actually get a stop out of him. Um, that last possession where he hit that three to basically seal the game, um, you, somebody's got to stop him there. And and as a team, you need to have that mental toughness to just lock in and and, and say to yourselves, listen, we got to get a stop here. And I, I I understand that he played the best game of his life. It was a terrific game. No, he couldn't miss, and and that's great and all, but. Or not great for the Sixers, but that's fine. But there's got to be somebody. I mean, T.J. Warren, he's he's a solid player. He's he's a he's a good player. But but he's yeah he's a good scorer. But he's not. It's not LeBron James that we're trying to stop out here. It's it's freaking not even an all-star player. He's a role player. Although he's a good scorer for the Pacers, and especially on a team that is pretty depleted with their two best players out. Um, He's a role player. I don't know what else to say. I'm just angry. Uh, another thing like we did with the MLB once we're done talking about the Sixers and the Western Conference playoff race, uh, we we're just going to give some, like, some award, or not awards, but I want to say, like, like the MVP, um, the, the, the defensive player, the rookie of the year, not for the full season, but of the bubble. We're going to do the all-bubble first team. I actually prepared this in my head. Um, uh, yeah, but let's... Uh, are, are we done talking about the Sixers? Are we still? I have a little more to go, but we yeah, can move. Yeah. I don't care. No. So, um, it looks like I don't have a ton of time here. So we're gonna finish off that Pacers game. Somebody's got to be able to stop DJ Warren. Now, the the Spurs game, the Spurs game was rough. There's the that game should not have been as close as it, it was. It have been the Sixers rallying, right? Or right. Kind of rallying or needing. A role player, apparently he's a starting level player, I do shake now and um, needing to make a terrible shot for us to even win the game. It's absurd how bad their defense was. Yeah, at some point in that game, they pulled they pulled away, and then Malik, Shake, Benjamin, Milton hit a clutch shot that should not have gone in, and he probably he shouldn't have even possession. Right, he probably shouldn't have even taken the shot, but he had to throw it up. Um, and it somehow went in. Otherwise, that's a loss. And I'm in, and, but I understand a win is a win, and that's good and all. Um, I mean, that's basically all I would say. I literally, honestly, did not watch the Wizards game. My power was out. I'm not going to try to pretend like I did watch that game. I watched some of the highlights, but it's not one of those things where I can generate a full opinion. I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I watched that game. Yeah, no, the, the Wizards game was not... It wasn't great. It was fine. They... We're not always winning, and it was close until the end when they started to pull away. 
But they, you always knew they. Even though they're the Sixers, you kind of always knew they were going to win because the Wizards just did not have that one guy, one who was kind of leading leading them because Bradley Beal's out, and two because the Sixers did have that guy. Obviously, Joe. I mean, Ben Simmons did get hurt. Uh, some sublaction crap. I don't know what that means. Uh, I never will know what that means. But it's just Ben getting hurt for like the tenth damn time this season. I am mad still. Um, but, yeah, that wraps up this Sixers session, a.k.a. this rant session, a.k.a. me just getting all my bad feelings out. Uh, but now we can talk about the Western Conference playoff race. Yeah. Uh, so the Western Conference playoff race, I'm just going to go down. Uh, it, it, obviously, the Memphis Grizzlies, they've been borderline atrocious. Now, they lost their probable second-best player, Jaron Jackson Jr., for the season, torn meniscus. But even before that, they were just bad. They're 0-3. Uh... I think they lost last night. They're pretty. I'm pretty sure they're 0 and 4, maybe 1 and 3. They played the Jazz. They were definitely losing. I, we'll check that after the episode. Cool. Um. Anyway, uh, they've been bad. Uh, the Pelicans have been fine. They're playing right now. I think they beat the Kings. The Kings. Speaking of, I predicted them to sneak into the playoffs. No, they have not. No, they've been terrible. Um. The the Spurs have been somewhat good. They won their first two games. They lost against the Sixers. I'm pretty sure they play today. And then last, or the last two teams, the Blazers, solid. Uh, almost beat the Celtics, but they did beat the Rockets and the Grizzlies in return. Uh, that Celtics team was actually very good. Uh, if it wasn't for Jalen Brown not being able to miss a shot, they probably would have won that game. Uh, and then lastly, uh, the team, if one... I'm not even going to say if. I'm saying when the Sixers get out and if they f- somehow sneak into the playoffs, the team I'm rooting for, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I, obviously, I said in my sponsorship or in our sponsorship that uh, Devin Booker hit a completely crazy shot against the Clippers. They that's, beat the Clippers. They beat the Mavericks. They beat the, the Wizards. But but still, the yeah, Suns. The Suns. They're, they're looking good. Devin Booker... Or, hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm getting something into my phone right now. Hold on. Breaking news. Devin Booker is out with a back injury from completely carrying this Phoenix team. That was a good one. Uh, I don't know if it's carrying or if it's just, um, or if it's just, like, he's the best player and they're putting their trust into the best player. But, uh, preview. He is definitely on the all- Bubble first team, just a preview. Uh, they are actually playing the Pacers, so instead of like Devin Booker versus Malcolm Brogdon, it'll be like Devin Booker versus TJ Warren. Uh, intriguing matchup at four o'clock. But anyway, uh, I, I think that will actually be starting around the time that we are off the air. But yeah, the Suns have been good, and that wraps up this Western Conference playoffs. If I have to pick the team, I'm still going Blazers. Now I had little to no faith in the Blazers or the Suns as I had them as the bottom two teams. But at this point, I probably has them as nine and ten. Uh, right now, I guess the Pelicans also have been have been decent, and the Spurs. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up this Western Conference playoffs portion. Uh, now it's time for whatever we are calling it the the all bubble awards. We're gonna we're gonna call it. Uh, yeah. So we'll start with the all bubble MVP. So far, it's it's not even close. Yeah, it's gotta be TJ Warren, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's TJ Warren or no one. I think contenders, TJ Warren, no, no one else. <laughs> no one even comes close. It's one thing if TJ Warren, you expected this out of TJ Warren, because TJ Warren's scoring, like, like some guys are almost scoring as much as TJ Warren, but it's the fact that it's TJ Warren. He's a freaking role player. He's traded for cash consideration. <laughs> Imagine the Suns having... Bubble T.J. Warren and Bubble Ben Booker <laughs> on the same team. It would be absolutely overpowered. Uh, just saying. But, yeah, they're going off. Uh, they're playing each other tonight. Uh, now, the All-Bubble all Bobby, all Bobby, all Rookie Award, um, none of them have been too good. Ja's been fine. Uh, Zion has been limited. I guess Ja, probably. Yeah, I think I think it's Ja uh, for me. Um, I mean, again, nothing. none of them have been insane. I mean, Jaws played solid. That's where my award goes to. Zion, for some apparent reason, is on a minutes restriction. Look, I understand what the Pelicans are doing. I understand. I understand that you need to rest him. He's your franchise player. You don't want him to get injured. It almost makes sense to me because, you know, all right, let's say you ball out. You get to that 18 if you're the Pelicans. That's basically the best case scenario. They're not doing that. Right. Well, let's just say they play Zion, they get to the eight seed, 
And now they're playing the Lakers in the first round. That's probably a first-round exit. Although it's a very intriguing matchup as a fan, from a franchise standpoint, it makes sense as to why, you know, there isn't a ton of reward. I mean, making the playoffs is always good, but the objective of making the playoffs is to have an opportunity at at the finals and quite frankly face it if they do end up making the playoffs as the eight seed and facing the Lakers in the first round I don't completely see an opportunity for them to get to um for them to get to the the finals I think that they would be a first round exit but nonetheless guys it's the bubble he's nobody has played for almost five months at this point right Play the man, especially in crucial moments. Can we please just play Zion? Like, I understand, right? I want to see him in the future. Great. But I also want to see him when I haven't watched actual basketball in five months. I My only request it, to you, David Griffin. It pissed Griffin. me off. It was, it was not only, like, it's one thing now, but it was the first game back. It was a tie game, or it was a close game, at least. It ended up being a tie game. Last shot, they refused to put Zion in for the Pelicans. It's ridiculous. Maybe if you have Zion on, it gives you that extra push and you win. I mean, you never know. I think that it was pretty stupid. Um, but, yeah. Uh, now for the all bubble, we're a defensive player. No, no one has been. Defense has not been. They basically throw defense out the door. Yeah, I think defense will ramp up once we hit the playoffs and once these guys get consistent real game reps. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody has yeah, been. I got one more uh, for the awards. All bubble most improved player. I have one. So we are going to look at a guy now. For some reason, my service is off, so my, my stats went bye-bye. But uh, the Nets of this guy, he's a former Sixer, actually, uh, Timothy Lawalu Cabarro. I, I assume you've heard of him. Now, he was atrocious. I, don't even, I didn't even know he was in the league, to be honest. But he's come out, he scored 26, I think, and like 31 in their first game. He, although they lost by like 50,000 yesterday, scored a lot. What is going on? How this random guy just balling out? Now maybe it's the fact that the Nets don't have players on their team, but uh, still, I mean, it's you got to give it to T.J. Warren logically, but he is also the MVP, so that doesn't exactly make sense. <laughs> give me Timothy Lawalu Cabrera. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes. Let's move on to the All Bubble first team. Okay, so for the start, so we're doing two guards, two forwards, and yeah. center. I assume. Uh, I struggled with this. There was a few shoe-ins. Uh, we'll start with uh, the guards I have uh, hailing, obviously, from the from our, well, hailing currently, I guess, from Orlando, but previously from uh, Phoenix, uh, Devin Booker. He's He's been probably the second best in the league to start off the bubble behind, obviously, you know, who's coming. Uh, Devin Booker has been great, and I think he is the first person. 100% obviously. agreed. Booker is my first guard. Um we can move on here to our second guard. Okay, I'm going to give you a few contenders that I chose from. One is being Damian Lillard. I think that's fair. Can I go ahead? Okay. Damian Lillard is my second guard. Okay, I figured. Um, Damian Lillard. Okay, a, a few other contenders. Um, no one in the East. No one in the East has been confident except for TJ Warren and, and Joel Embiid, which we'll get to later. Um, I think I am giving it to... Uh, just for diversity, at least, James Harden or Russell Westbrook. Maybe they could share it. Uh, the Rockets' teammates have played very well to start, as I think the Rockets are. Two and one happens the loss to Damian Lillard-led Blazers, especially because you think Dame. I think I am going to give it to um, to Westbrook and Harden sharing it. I guess probably I'd give Harden the edge, especially because that first game, 49-point performance. Yeah. All right, we can move on here to our forwards. Um, currently, you have Booker and Harden, I have Booker and Lillard. We can move on here to our forwards. Um, I'll start my first forward. It's obvious he's the MVP of the bubble. It's TJ Warren. Okay, now that I think about it, I think I might have screwed this up slightly. It's possible that you would consider my forward like a, a, like a shooting guard, but we'll get to that when we have to. I'm just going to start with TJ Warren, MVP of the bubble. Yeah. Um, not much to say there. We discussed him earlier. You can give your second forward and some others in contention. Okay, honorable mention, Pascal Siakam. Pretty good start. Okay, that's yours. That's mine. You're kidding me. Uh, <laughs> oh, I lied. I, I screwed over the guard situation. It's either Rockets guards or Raptors guard. Do Kyle Lowry and Freddie V? Yeah, I know. Freddie, Freddie V has balled out. And so is Kyle Lowry in the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, if you would have 
that's that's those would have been my uh, honorable mentions would have been Freddie B and and Kyle Lowry. Um, I guess Last Harden as well and, and and Westbrook. But ultimately, I gave it just to Dame because he has absolutely been carrying Great. the Blazers. Wouldn't be surprised if within the next five minutes I get a breaking that he's his back is hurting as well. CJ's actually been pretty good too, uh, and and Nurkic has returned well, and right, Melo right. actually also. Yeah, Melo. Yeah. But Lillard's still the leader of that team. Uh, for my second forward, though, pe- Spicy P. Honorable mention. Uh, Tobias Harris, kind of half honorable mention. He's not that honorable. Yeah, I don't think mention. that's that honorable. I'm gonna give him mention. Um, obviously, like Giannis has not been terrible, and then I came down to two guys. One, the questionable, or the, the, the straightforward one, Anthony Davis. Now, the only reason I didn't give it to him was his abysmal performance against against the Raptors. He scored 42, I think, and 34 in the other two games. And, and, if, it wasn't for, and if it wasn't for that abysmal, um, abysmal uh, Raptors performance, and I'm giving it to him. But as questionable as this will sound, I'm giving it to Jalen Brown. Hold your horses. He might be considered a two guard. He yeah. probably is considered a two guard. He probably plays the two guard. Uh, he doesn't have to. Sometimes he's at the forward. But I'm calling him a small forward because I think that's how he's built to be an athletic, like wing type guy. I, I think shooting guards are more built to shoot, in my opinion. So we are giving it to Jalen Brown. He's had a pretty great start, uh, yeah. especially the um, the game last night and the game against the Blazers. He's played pretty well. So I'm giving it to Jalen Brown. All right. Starting um, centers, easy. Unless you want to consider Anthony Davis a center, and then there might be some competition. Right. But if not, you're giving it to Joel Embiid, or you're giving it to Noah. Yeah, Joel Embiid, uh, rather obvious pick for me. And, um, yeah, that's our uh, all-bubble. Uh, first team to this point, My just to recap, is Booker, Lillard, um, TJ Warren, uh, Pascal Siakam, and Joel Embiid. I am giving it to Booker, Harden, uh, uh, Jalen Brown, TJ Warren, and Joel Embiid. Yeah, all right. So uh, that wraps up this episode. Pretty good episode. Yeah, very good episode. Um, yeah, so uh, that wraps up this episode. We will be back next week with um, in NBA um, update um, or some MLB oh, update. Sorry, well. just because we're on air, I was looking at the scores. Um, the Kings and the Pelicans. Hey, I know I said the Pelicans were going to win. I had it the other way around. The Kings are beating the Pelicans 134 to 118 with five minutes left. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich has 35 points. Uh, Darren Fox has 28 and 10 assists. Uh, and then for the Pelicans, Zion, who has played uh, 21 minutes, has 24 points, along with B.I., who also has 24 points. But yeah, that wraps up this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will talk to you guys next time.